Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's a very important time of year again. To rotate my tires? No, Chico. Is it time to start holiday shopping already? No, man. It's time to make our voices count by voting in the midterm elections. Oh, that very important time of year. Yeah, that's right. Election day is Tuesday, November 8th, which is actually right around the corner. Yeah, and Flick.Vote has gathered all the information you need in one spot. Like the fact that you need to request your vote-by-mail ballot no later than October 29th. Or that early voting starts the last week of October in several parts of Florida. And early voting ends November 6th, all leading up to the big election on Tuesday, November 8th. So look, we know there's lots of information out there, but Flick.Vote has all this information you need in one spot. They even have a Voting 101 video detailing what you need to know about voting in Florida, just in case you're curious about any of the recent changes. So visit Flick.vote, that's F-L-I-C dot vote today and cast your vote this election day, November 8th, to ensure the voices being heard reflect the diversity that is Florida. Hey everyone, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season 5 of Pero Let Me Tell You. So, if you follow us, if you've heard us, you know that we can never resist delicious food. 
and more than that, we can ever resist delicious desserts. So of course, that means that we have to be here with executive pastry chef, Max Santiago. And actually this interview is happening at Batch Cookie Company. And uh, I wish you guys could just smell this interview because it's like, it's my personal version of heaven. So thank you, uh, Chef Max, for, for you know saying, let's do it there. Cause That's part of the gig. Damn, it smells Come phenomenal in here. Jeez Louise. So, I mean, again, thank you for, for, for you know, swinging by our little dog and pony show. Um, now, you, you're, you're a Florida boy. You're a Miami boy, right? Born and, and raised, raised. Born and raised super, Miami boy. Super proud of it. What area were you from? Westchester? Westchester, That's baby. Right. I, grew, I grew up there. My see, mom still lives there. She has the house that we were in since I was, what, like seven, eight years old? Damn. See, I should have known that because if you're friends with Burger Beast, that must mean you're from Westchester. He was, my, he was on my block, literally uh, like four houses down. Oh, shit. Okay, so uh, first of all... We steal each other's G.I. Joe and Transformers. F- first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry you've known him that long. Um, but, but, you know, we all make do. We have a support group. We meet on Thursdays. It's, uh, yeah. But, uh, no, so, you know, I, I want to kind of jump into this because, obviously, as we sit here, well, stand here, actually, in, in your, your cookie, you know, shop, I find it fascinating. You've been a pastry chef for over 25 years? 28. 28 years. Over 28 years, yeah. But... You are also former Air Force. You were That's in the, where I you started were, cooking. You were in the Air Force. So, I mean, how do you how do you go from Air Force to, to pastry chef, right? Because I, I feel like that's not a... That's a very good, fair question. Not a traditional trajectory, I think most people would assume, right? So, a uh, very young age, I, I, you know, I, I came out of it, basically the high school, and I went right into the Air Force not having a career. And I, I went into a category, a category called Open General. And you can pretty much get a, a, a long list of different jobs, but the ones that everyone falls into the majority of the time says, you're either a cop or a cook. And <laughs> they were very honest with me. Okay, so either a C or a C. All right, got it. But uh, it's not really just a cook. I was in the hospitality industry in the uh, Air Force. So I could have worked in anything that had to do with, you know, like the hotel in the Air Force called billeting. There mm-hmm. was a gym, a rec center. Oh. Anything that had to do with hospitality, that's what we covered, right? I didn't even know that was a thing in the Air Force. Anything that's in real life is on a base, has, has to be done by military staff. That makes sense. Yeah, so you have people that work on the electric, you know, electricity that are, that are you know, the electricians. There are people that work on the telephone poles. So no outside All contractors. Military. Not really. Okay. They do have a little bit here and there to help out, but it is run by a military person. Wow. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So then, so you're, you know, you're, 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 you're in the Air Force. You're taking that that route. And what is it that said to you, all right, <clears throat> chef, and then pastry chef? Because well, I again, had no, I had no, I had no choice. I had to start cooking. Had to, <laughs> from a very young age, I've always been uh, the type of person that is uh, super hardworking, mm-hmm. and I give my hundred and fifty percent. Right. So I quickly, you know, I learn how to cook, and I've been an artist my entire life. Okay, I always okay. thought I was going to be an artist drawing and sculpting my whole life. I was in advanced classes all through school. Okay. So there's always been a creativity inside of you that, uh, that had to yeah, get, come definitely out. Definitely I'm more of the creative sort. Um, more and than you, I cannot do an office job. There's no way I no, can do it's, it. As somebody who has an office job, I, I hear you. Um, it, yeah. Were you someone who was like always just even cooking from a young age like in terms of the creativity oh, no, or, no, or no, this no, was no. something you couldn't have fathomed <clears throat> at all it's as a kid were really good questions because actually there's there's a different there's different kind of chefs out there there's some that you know that's in their blood because their mom and their grandma did it with them growing up 
Right, generational, yeah. Yeah, I was not like that. I was the complete <laughs> opposite. My mom, typical little Hispanic mom that just spoiled the crap out of me and my brother. We never had to cook. We never had to do anything. I literally grew up. Yeah, I literally grew up in the Air Force. I became a man. They taught me how to. They taught me how to iron. They taught me how to fold my clothes. They taught me how to cook. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They taught me to be the first person at work and the last one there. Like okay. I really got a really good work ethic being in the Air Force. And when I got there, I could tell you this much. I got written up like a hundred times before I finally like snapped out of like I was the late one. I slept in. I don't I was, know you very well, <laughs> but there's a rebellious streak that comes out when talking to you. So that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Well, I just was spoiled. I didn't have those work ethics. So I was late all the time and I didn't like waking up at four in the morning. And Who the hell does? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was tough. It was tough as, wrong. A, as an 18-year-old to do that. But uh, once I did, once I got it, uh, I did via right to the pastry because it was... So it was immediate. Was pastry artistic. just called your attention. After like a year or two of doing cooking, I was asked if I wanted to learn how to do the baking. And I, and I picked it up so easily because I'm very like OCD and I'm meticulous. And if you notice, all, all, most good pastry chefs are very... OCD and like controlling and they don't like things out of order. You would have to be though. Yeah, that's you, how we are. You have to be because there's a detail, especially to the finished product, right? It has I to look a certain way. And ask the chef, how's your pastry chef? They're going to tell you they're OCD. <laughs> that's if they're being nice, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice, way to, that's put a nice it. way to put it. They could also say they're a pain in my ass. Yeah, that's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you're in the Air Force, you, you, you figure out, you know, pastry chef is the, is the creative outlet for for your creativity and now you're out in the world, right? Yeah, I realized that I, I got really good at it, cooking and it was all I knew. So I got out of the Air Force, um, you know, we'll keep that, that a quick, quick, you know, that just didn't, I couldn't re-enlist and for family reasons, I just right. didn't, didn't keep going in it, but it, it was a great life. Yeah. And then um, I went to culinary school right out and I went into a restaurant. The very first place I, I applied was, um, I was, I was really young, what, 22? I remember being at, at um, was that Madden's restaurant, some steakhouse, I don't know, like that, that, that football coach. Um, Shula. Shula's. Shula's Steakhouse. Shula's Steakhouse. Yeah, 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 Shula's Steakhouse, yeah. And I was waiting I at there. the bar. I was waiting at the bar to talk to the chef, right? And at the bar was, um, the bartender was talking to me, just really, really uh, personable, nice guy, and we got into a conversation. His wife was the head pastry chef of, Marks on Las Olas at the time, and uh, that's where uh, this really famous restaurant uh, is now on Las Olas. Um, oh, one of no. the busiest restaurant up here. Ever since they <coughs> redid Las Olas, like with the whole construction, I don't know what I don't couldn't even tell you what's there anymore. <laughs> but it's the busiest restaurant right now on Las Olas. But back then it was Marks, and it was a busy restaurant. Uh, it looked totally different. But uh, I was I was I was sitting there and I'm talking to this this bartender, and he tells me like. Oh, I was just going to apply for the first job I can get. So, Well, yeah, you were just looking for a paycheck. Yeah, yeah I, you got to pay your rent. Yeah, I was going to be a line cook, which I would have hated. Um, but this guy turns out to be the, the husband and says, you know, she's looking for somebody. Why don't you go, you know, talk to her? So he, she gave, he gave me uh, her contact info. I reached out. I got that job at, at Shula's, uh -huh. but I interviewed the next day and took the other job, too. So I never ended up working there. And the rest is history. I've worked in fine dining ever since. So you almost got like a mentorship situation out of out of like applying at Shula's, right? Like it was weird. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. I think uh, 
an intervention by God, like yes. I don't need to be in the kitchen, I need to be in the pastry kitchen, because he put me in the right timing, but I learned how to work under really great chefs, and ever since then, I just worked for James Beard award-winning chefs, and I became the, the pastry chef of you know the Ritz-Carlton, Coconut Grove, I opened it, um, had another mentor there that I learned a lot for, a right. lot for him. Uh, then I became the pastry chef for Chef Norman Van Aken, and I learned a tremendous amount about uh, the, the fine dining world. Right. And uh, then I went over to the Cali, and I became the pastry chef of, uh, the executive pastry chef of the, the Peninsula in Beverly Hills. So I was oh. literally catering to the stars. Okay. And then I went and I opened the Ritz, I mean, uh, then I went and I opened the, uh, the Bahamas, uh, the, uh, the Cove in Atlantis. So I was out there, and I worked for a year there. Coño, brother, oh yeah. You yeah, uh, shit. <laughs> then I came back. And I realized, you know, like, whoa, I've been gone for a while, so I want to come back to Miami. <clears throat> How long and, were you uh, away? Like three years three altogether. Years. Yeah, so I came back and um, I did a few more, like, hotels. I was really more into the hotels towards the end of my career than, than restaurants because, honestly, they, they pay more. Okay. They were a lot more of a headache, but when you have the revenue of, of rooms coming in, they can pay you a lot more than just... That's fair. They're, they, you know, they're relying on the restaurant's revenue. They don't care about that. Right. I was actually going to ask you, like, what's the biggest difference between hotel and, and restaurant? You know, oh my God, you just never finish in a, in a hotel. Really? It is honestly one of the most difficult jobs to be an executive patient of a hotel. You have to do usually one to two or three restaurants. The, you know, oh, yeah, that's true. The, I didn't think about that. from that. Yeah. Then you have room service. So you have to make it in a way that travels better to the rooms and holds better. Um, and... That's a, usually a separate menu. Maybe it will cross those over a, a few ingredients, but mm -hmm. you have a, a new menu for that. Then you have everything that has to do with banquets. So <laughs> you have to have a bunch of different uh, desserts for breaks and for plated desserts and functions, and it never ends. So then you also have usually the pool or the, the outdoor patio or the beach in my mm -hmm. case. So you have a different menu for that. And then you also do specialty cakes and weddings. And so you're just never done. I am exhausted just yeah. listening to you describe it, dude. And, and the cool thing about it is like you have to be a really good at a lot of different things. So I recommend that everyone tries it during their career as a pastry chef or cook to work in a, in a hotel because they're going to learn a lot more than just working in a restaurant. But when you go to a restaurant, you get to really hone in on your flavor skills on how to, you know, combine things really get creative with plating like that's a different side of what you get to explore and that's what i love more mm -hmm. that's really where my love was more what's um, that creativity that creativity not right. being like so spread thin on different things that you had to learn right, like right i right. had so much going on it's hard to focus on one so if you look at a hotel chef that's never been a restaurant chef mm -hmm. they might be really good at doing cakes and and they have pretty good plating desserts that look pretty Right. But they're not very, like, complex flavors. They're very simple. It's like chocolate, raspberry, hazelnut. Okay. You know, they they stick to what's going to move the money at the well, hotel. They just haven't had a chance to explore that. They don't have the time. You know, they yeah, have so time. much going on. Time is a good one. But when you walk into a, a, a pastry chef, that what I did at, at restaurants, I would infuse things, make sure I had the best vanilla beans, make sure I was using the best chocolate, make mm -hmm. sure it was, like, something really, really complex and that's what you get to, to like, uh, I don't know, just develop. And, um, and I had the best of both worlds. I got, I got exposed to all of that. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, what happens is you get burnt out. And I spent all of my 20s and my 30s literally working in, in kitchens. I had no life. Right. No life. 
I never traveled. I never, well, I traveled for work. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's. I never that's, took vacation. Yeah. I, I worked about 14 hours on average to 17 hours a day. Jesus. Never less than 12, six days a week. And it, it got me to be a really great chef and very whatever, like, you know, you know, whatever. It got you to where we are today. The level <laughs> of where I am. I paid my dues, but like I was talking to you a little bit on the side personally, like it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's like this thing that just became okay in this industry to overwork your staff. Like right. that's not okay. They don't, you know, you need to care about the people that are working for you. Take care of the people that, that work with you, your team, and they will in turn be happier, stay with you longer, take care of your customers and your clients mm -hmm. will, will co keep coming back if you take care of your staff. Yeah, and I, and I say that as someone standing in one of your shops, um, one of your batch, you know, cookie company shops, I can see that you've applied that here because I'm seeing your interaction with, you know, with your staff and, We're happy and, and there's, yeah. they're just like, cool. You know what I mean? It's just everybody's like, all right, yeah, you will not I'm here, I'm the, at work. The, this is fun, victory. I'm making cookies, yeah, you, you know? Like, that's what we want. We want you to be happy when you're coming to work. Yeah. It is the worst feeling in the world when you dread coming to work. Oh God, I gotta go in our, like, you've all been there, that, man. We've and that's the majority there. of it. That's the majority of this industry, man. You work somewhere because you, you want to learn and you look up to the Pay your chef, dues. you look up to the chef and, and you take, you take the gruesome toll that comes with it, working a ton of hours for very little in a really hot place. Part of my my French, it's bullshit, man. You don't need to do that. That's not the worst French we've done on this show, so feel right. free. <laughs> <laughs> told you, man, it's bullshit, and uh, we got to break that stigma. Um, it's time to uh, bring our industry together with the rest of corporate America, where we actually take care of your 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 team, like you care about their balance with life. You give them ample time to take vacation. You have enough people to cover shifts. Yeah. Like, do you think that's changing? <clears throat> Um, I think Gen Z is not putting up with but that. A lot that of shit. Yeah, because I feel like nowadays, you know, and this is, it's funny because I love this conversation. It's not where I had, you know, thought we were going to go, but screw it. Let's, Listen, let's I'm a businessman. I'm not a chef so much. So, um, eh, yeah, you know what? No, 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 no. Hold on. Because you showed me your little test kitchen oh, area. Yeah. So you are still a chef, sir. Okay. I'm still it's, a chef, but yeah. I, I got to tell you, I haven't worked physically in a kitchen. It's in the last three or four years. Um, as much as it's been more about like creativity, working from home and by my laptop, doing traveling. Mm -hmm. So basically, I've done less cooking in the last three years than I've done in my entire 28-year career, but right. I've made 10 times more money. Right. So you tell me, what does it make sense? Uh, what makes sense is, do you have stock <coughs> options, sir? Because I think I'd like, to, I'd like to get some based on just that statement alone. Um, yeah, so I, have a better, I have a better life right now than, than, than uh, bankers do. Well, All right. I, don't, and, I don't even work eight hours. And, and bankers, as we know, are like nine to five, like at yeah. four fifty nine, they're clocking out. They're Listen, done. I, I was off yesterday on a Saturday. I never could do that when I was a pastry chef of anywhere. Isn't that, isn't that a great feeling? Yeah, I can take any day I want off because I take care of my staff and they take care of me. Right. And I literally work. I, I try to I try to see the mentality. And I've learned that a lot from my my business partners now. Like, you know, uh, you know why I was telling you earlier, like. He never was involved in that in that world. Mm -hmm. He comes with an outside view of of the corporate America where they take care of their staff and right. and they're happy to work for you. And he, he literally his name's Adam August, and I've learned so much from him. And uh, he's what like a little over ten years younger than me, but that right. you know, that's a whole new fresh look on it. But that's a great thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great different perspective. Thing. Yeah. And we butted heads in the beginning a lot, 
And he kept telling me, like, simplify it. Don't do that. Oh, this right. is too hard. Right. Because I'm a chef, and I wanted to make it complicated. But thank God that he did that. And we got it to somewhere where it's a great, great cookie that doesn't take a, a chef to do it. Right. And right. Uh, it's very smart. And at the end of the day, I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to mm -hmm. work 18 hours. I didn't want to... <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you, what was slave for somebody else? Yeah, making like, them rich. What was the impetus for you, you know, to open up your your cookie shop? And you're also you're about to open. Well, I'll um, tell you what happened. You're, you're about to open Max uh, Max yeah. Stout Donuts too. This is, so this comes to a really good life changing, altering part of my world. When I was at the Thompson Hotel, mm -hmm. I opened it with Michelle Bernstein, who we all love and know here. Yep. She's the most acclaimed female chef in the history of Florida. She's a wonderful, beautiful person. She's a great friend of mine, still are. I've been on her and show. And her food is phenomenal. And she is, honestly, yeah. I worked with some of the best chefs in the world. Right. And she has probably the best palate of any of them that I've worked with. She is wow. incredible. Her, her palate is so honed in. Mm -hmm. She once came to me in a crazy opening of a restaurant and tasted something. And she, she tasted it when everything was going crazy and we were in the middle of doing this. And she, right. three months later, she tasted the same thing. And she goes to me, this is missing something. She remembered from three months before in the middle of craziness that it had changed a little bit. You know, she could taste the difference from something she'd had one bite of. I was blown away and I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I can't believe that you saw that because I changed this and this and this. Right, right, right. And that's when I knew like, wow, this woman is like, she's got a talent. And I love her to death. She's actually one of my mentors. And we still, like I said, communicate and, and, and anything I could do with her, you know. Michelle Bernstein, love you. Um, so, um, so what happened was I was in the middle of uh, you know doing that opening and it went amazing and uh, like I said I got I got literally named best working pastry chef by the Sun Sentinel food mm -hmm. writer, right? And uh, I won. Funny enough, before I even had an idea of doing a donuts, uh, Zaga named me one of the top five best donuts in Miami. Like wow. one of the dishes I had was donuts stuffed with guava and cheese, like guava con queso donuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, we know a little bit about that, seeing yeah. as how we do guava and cheese wings. So, Amazing. you know, it's again, that sounds awesome. Again, Westchester. Wait, what do you do? Blue cheese? Is that? Blue cheese. The, the blue uh, well, cheese I, I would be the wrong person to ask because I am the, as we say, I'm the front end and, and Darian's the back end. He's the one that came Are up with. Are still talking about food here? A little front bit. I mean, end. you know what? Depends on the day. Um, <laughs> depends on the day. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, no, he's the one that comes up with all the recipes and to the point where like I have no, like I always, I joke. I'm like, if he drops dead tomorrow, I have to just close up shop because I don't have any of the recipes. I'm, I'm the marketing what? guy. I'm the guy who, you know, coordinates everything. He's the one that is in the kitchen. Let me so, tell you something. But though. it's great because I don't need to be in the kitchen and he doesn't yeah, need to let be Let me tell you something that I've also front, learned. You know? I've learned that. Marketing is actually even more important than how good something is. And let me tell you exactly why. Plain and simple. If you have the best dish in the world and nobody knows about it, you're going to close. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have a mediocre dish, that's pretty good. Like you can't serve garbage either because you're no, going to no, close. Claro, claro. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. how good your marketing is. No, you're going to get people in the door <clears throat> for the one time, but then never again. Exactly. Never yeah. again. But if you have a pretty good dish, it's, it's, it's okay. It's acceptable. It's clean. Uh, with amazing marketing, you have a gold mine. Yeah, you won. And yeah, and it doesn't work the other way around. Now, if you have both, or oh the trifecta, yeah. where you have the great marketing, the great product, and the great location, and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. Holy then charity. something magical happens. That's when you yeah. get the long lines that we want wrapped around the building. Yes, sir. But the, you know, the guys from the, my, my, my last, my ex-business partners from the Salty Donut, they, they approached me when I was the pastry chef. Uh, a lot of people have approached me to do 
um, consulting and to mm-hmm. do businesses with them. I'm not always interested, but when I heard I had to sign an NDA and everything, like I couldn't talk about what it was. We were going to be right. the, the first craft donor shop in Miami. I was like, I knew about um, Voodoo Donuts at the time doing amazing. I knew about yeah. these things. I stay They're, in the now. Voodoo's good. I've had the ones in uh, Seattle. Oh, come on now. The ones in Seattle are different, but they've turned into what I believe is like, it, this is when you grow to a level that it's not keeping the quality. Right. So well, no, again, start, I, yeah. I had the ones over in, wait, is it no, Seattle okay. or Oregon where, where they started? No, I don't the remember. first one is in, in Oregon. In or- Oregon like, is the in, one that I, that I went Portland, to. Yeah, yeah. Portland. Portland. Yeah. 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 So that's different. They were making everything from scratch and I, I'm not going to down talk them, whatever. They, they, they've gone to everything being, being like pre-done. So right, that's a different right. quality, whatever. It's, it's working for them. Their marketing is amazing. Yeah. Um, amazing. And um, they got bought out. I don't know if you knew that. And oh, no. By a huge conglomerate. And then they, they're so that changes everything, too. Tremendously. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Whatever. Yeah. This is about business. But, um, yeah, it doesn't, absolutely doesn't work the other way around. So when, uh, when my business partners at the time approached me, when I was the pastry chef there, I was just burnt out and ready. Not, I, I didn't, I don't, you know what I said to myself? I said, you know what? Looking back on my career, I was always trying to prove something to myself. I was mm-hmm. always trying to prove that I can accomplish this. What's the next higher level I'm going to reach? Right. And when I did that opening at the Thompson, it was so difficult. And yet I was still on the top of my game. I looked back and I literally at that point said to myself, you know what? I don't have anything else to prove to myself. Right. I've or, done it all. Sure as hell, not anybody else. I've done mm-hmm. it all. I can do this thing and I'm one of the best. Yeah. What's the next level? I need to be an owner. Like I need to be a partner in something. Yeah. So that's when I didn't know anything about business, man. I'm a blue collar worker. I have been all my life. I busted my butt for every single penny that I've made. I didn't have anybody hand me a $100 million, you know, to open a business. So, um. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I went in there very trusting, didn't read my, you know, the, didn't get this document signed that I should, things didn't right. go right, that, that, um, that, that uh, partnership did not work out, um, mm-hmm. but it was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. Like that, that like looked at the moment, at the time it looked like something very negative turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. I never would have done a cookie shop because I couldn't do donuts, so I had to not compete. Right. So I never would have opened a cookie shop if I would have stayed there and been content. That's true. You know, this forced me to grow a fire under my ass. Like, I really, like, fueled me to want to do more. And I got lucky. Let me tell you, this is a, this is a luck thing. Of course, it's a little bit of knowledge, too. Mm-hmm. But you don't never know who you're getting into business with. Oh, no. And they I mean, can promise you that they're good people. That's and that they're life, gonna take yeah. care of you. All you can do is kind of, like, you know, make sure that you 
you cross your T's, dot your I's, and you check the paperwork and have a good lawyer uh, yeah. so that you're taken care of. But at the end of the day, like, if they want to be assholes, if they're hard to work with, you don't know that. Until uh, you're in the thick of it. My business partners are honestly just good people at heart. We care about each other's well-being, yeah. pick each other up when we're down. We get into plenty of arguments, don't get me wrong. But that's, that's that, part that, of business. That, that, yeah, that's, that doesn't but mean anything. Yeah, day, we love each other and we genuinely care about each other. Right. That is amazing. Like that, I got so lucky and they taught me the complete different opposite of what my first example was. Well, that's you know? good. That's good. Yeah. But I got to so, say, you know. The, then the, now, let's get to where you asked where yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. thing started. Yeah, yeah. So I had the non-compete and I kept searching for the right business partners. And at the end of the day, I realized like uh, there's no such thing as a perfect business partner because... If they're going to invest money, they want to like control the business. So I ended up kind of just doing it on all the money that I've saved from all these tremendous, like, I didn't even bring that up. I've been, you know, that was another great thing that happened because we did such an amazing thing at the Salty that everyone from around the world wanted to do what I was, what I was doing for them. So I started getting people calling me and I've literally opened up at least 10 donor, 10 donor shops since I left in the past three to four years all over the world. Three different ones in You're Saudi like a donut Arabia. ambassador. I'm one of the most sought-after donor chefs in the world. I have a very, like, I'm very well-known in the donor community. I guarantee you never would have envisioned that, that as that a kid. that stuff would have happened. Yeah, no. You never thought that would have happened. if you would have asked me 10 years ago, like, would I just be doing donuts? And I would have been like, you're nuts. I'm going to make the best, like, badass desserts. And somewhere along the right. line, I realized, like, I don't enjoy that. Like, I don't enjoy being stuck in a kitchen for 18 hours, not, mm -hmm. not having a balance in life. I did that long enough. Right. But I was right. always pissed off. I was always mad. And you didn't know why. And I didn't know it was the, in the back of my mind, yeah. you know. So in the back of my, like somewhere in my subconscious, I was fighting it the whole time. I didn't want to get out of there at 1 o'clock in the morning because the last person decided to, you know, order dinner, uh, and order dinner right <laughs> yeah. before we closed. Yeah. And I had to wait two hours and then they didn't even get dessert. Oh, my God. How many times did that happen to me? Oh Sir? My God. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're stuck there. And it's like, bro, I want to go to space. Come on. Oh, <laughs> nah, I had that little fun. <laughs> A little bit of fun. Uh, it's a dangerous world out there in, uh, in the restaurant industry, too. That's a whole other topic we could talk hours <laughs> about. Uh, but, yeah, they approached me at the right time, and I learned a lot from it. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I made enough money to be able to be the CEO and named after me now. So yeah. I'm opening up my own donor shop now. It's taken a very long time. Um, I learned a lot from it because even though I've been a partner now of three openings with my cookie shop, you know, we have a CEO there that does all the building and worries about that. But this one was a really, like, it was a very new experience because I had to do everything. And it was awesome. I've learned so much in the but past But you were also year. able to apply the learnings from, from Batch. Absolutely. So uh, I had direction. I have the connections to whatever I need, the help. My, my business partners are like open books with me. Like, they'll help me with anything I need. Yeah. They want the best for me. They Ultimately, if... if, if maxed out is successful it's going to just look better on all of us you know? no 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 when not if yeah when when, when. yeah it absolutely is going to be so we'll talk about a little bit about maxed out what i want to be yeah. what i've learned throughout the years now is like yes i can do the coolest fanciest donut in the world but i want to be the the peter pan the stan's donut the the randy's these are places that have yep. been around they're institutions of miami that we don't have we had some that tried. We had Velvet Cream. We yes. all know about that. They all went to, to like doing things like not the right way yeah. and using box things again. I promise to be always the best tasting, everything made from scratch, mm -hmm. donut shop. And it will be around like I want it to be an institution. Yeah. I don't care about what the Salty's doing. Um, 
as far as their business model is very different from mine. Um, they're going. To, it's a great business model. If you have the money to do it, yeah, you come to the most foot trafficked area in, in different parts of the world. Uh, it makes country. total sense. Yeah, and um, you know, right away start making high revenue. It's a, it's a lot more initial investment, but you get you know higher amounts. But mm-hmm. I just want to take care of myself, Florida people. I don't care if I'm in every single state. Right. Um, we are going to do something that is very consistent because of my background. You will always get the same tasting quality, no matter which location goes into with hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to treat you like family. Yeah. And our menu is going to rotate every single week. You're going to see a brand new donut, but you're always going to also have the classics. I cannot tell you how much I hate when I walk into a place that doesn't have my favorite donut or my favorite cookie. So I'm going to make sure that there is 10 classics on the menu every single day. When are you projecting the opening? Because I know there was some so problems it's, with... It's been a long time. With, with, with the, the permitting and we all that crap. We finally yeah. got somewhere, getting somewhere, and they literally just closed up all the, all the, uh, all the walls. So that's huge. Um, we get the screw inspection tomorrow, and once we do that, we can literally start building everything inside. Nice. And then after that, it's just a matter of passing the final inspection and getting our temporary like operating certificate, yeah. and, um, and then we can open. So I, I honestly, there's not a lot of work left to do in there. We could, we could be done with everything in two weeks. So it's the rest. Shit, wow. Yeah, the rest is a matter of permitting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot give you an exact date. <laughs> Bureaucracy at its best. We should be open by the end of, of this coming month. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's what I'm hoping so for. Be, uh, by the end of September, early October. Exactly. So we'll do a little bit of testing. So okay. it probably will be more for the beginning of October. So that's what I'm aiming for. Again, don't quote me on that because it's all... <laughs> it's up to the city at this point, <coughs> unfortunately. And North Miami Beach has been, honestly, one of the most difficult places to deal with. Uh, the inspector from hell is there. <laughs> honestly, the inspector from hell. We had this plumbing, plumbing inspector. He's like a drill sergeant. Honestly, I even asked him, were you in the military? You remind me of my drill sergeant. And he started laughing. The guy failed us every single like different phase that we had to go through with him at least once or twice. He's delayed us months. Yeah, yeah. This one guy. When everybody else comes in there and just says, oh, you got this, this? Okay, fine. See, check, check, yeah. He looks for shit that shouldn't be worrying about. It's a second generation kitchen. It should have taken okay, four so you're months not, you're not to building open. from scratch. No, man. <clears throat> it's taken a year for a second generation kitchen. It's absolutely absurd. Went over budget by a tremendous amount. I learned a lot from this opening. That's all right. So I'm on this medication for my high blood pressure. Oh, shit. And what it does is it like dries my throat out. So I lose my voice very easily. Oh, but then you get that, you know, that 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 sexy raspy thing that works so well in. Yes, it works so well in audio. So so feel free to keep it. Keep not drink anything and just keep going. Right. (laughs) I sound like a retard. Uh, no, it's all good, man. So I wanted to bring up, uh, I wanted yeah. to oh. talk about two things. One, um, because you mentioned, you know, you want to make sure, obviously, that when you're creating your products, it's got quality and, you know, it, it's not just mass produced, so to speak, right? Do you find that nowadays, because of social media, there are a lot of, you know, desserts that's, to just broaden, you know, cast the net wider? that are beautiful, that they're super pretty, that they are great for pictures, and then you taste it and you kind of go, eh. Exactly. You know what I mean? This and, all comes and, down and, to what we I, talked about. Yeah, you can have I, a mediocre product if you have the right marketing. And, and there's so many I, different ways to market nowadays. Dude, and I will say, your product managed just to do both. <laughs> because it you looks pretty, the, that's and, when you and you've actually got the taste. And I have the experience and the knowledge 
through all the years, I know what the best places to buy the ingredients are from. Right. I have already tasted every single different type of brands and different varieties. Right, no surprises. Everything out there. I know how to make everything from scratch from our blueberry compote that goes into our lemon blueberry. It's all in, in-house. Awesome. You know? I don't, I don't need to get a recipe off the internet and test it a million times. You are the recipe have, off the internet, sir. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm that guy that, that creates the recipes that you all hire. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what? It's made a lot of business for me, so I can't yeah. also like hate on it because all these places have, have opened because, uh, especially during the pandemic, they had to make some money at home, and then they became bakers because they, they enjoyed yeah, it, true. and then they started doing something at home. And for some reason, I don't know why, that turns out to be a cool story to people. Ooh, I was making stuff out of my mom's kitchen, and then I just started doing that. Why is that cool? Well, because I think a lot of people <laughs> like to, they like to think that you know. It, it, I think it ties back to the American spirit of it all, right? Where it's that you know it, the land of opportunity. Anybody can. I'm a lot more impressed by like can, I spent, can achieve. I, I spent over 20 years in a hot actual commercial kitchen, like honing my trade. And like like that. Oh, nobody's gonna to take me. that away from me. That's yeah, cooler yeah, yeah. to me than yeah. like, hey, I, you know, I was just working out of my mom's kitchen the other day. Ooh, I want to buy your product. Like, yeah. that doesn't make me want to buy your product. I'm sorry. I don't know how If that your sounds. product is good, then I'll buy your product. Not <laughs> yeah, your, exactly. story, your story may bring so me in. Good story is very good. It'll, it'll, it'll bring me in. Story. But I, supply, I also support local everything I do. Yeah. And I'm using a, the best coffee local roaster. Circle, Great Circle Coffee. Um, he won the, the, the uh, Rising Star Chef Award for coffee. And coffee is going to be... Just as important as my donuts tasting perfect and good. I promise that when you go in there, you're going to get a great smile. You're going to get your coffee done exactly the way you like it every single time with a timely manner. Because as I learned earlier yes. today, Chef Max is a coffee snob. Yes. And I, I'll leave coffee it at snob. that. You learned, you learned <laughs> I learned hardcore. very quickly, yeah. first-hand experience. Uh, I'm de- that way with all my food. Though. The degree of detail that you put into your coffee. But, yeah. and, and speaking of detail, you, know, you mentioned something to me when I first got here. And you, were, you were walking me around. Like you mentioned, similar to your donuts, you know, there's always uh, there's always going to be 10 cookies available here at Batch. And you're always going to have the standard chocolate chip cookie. And the vegan chocolate chip cookie. And mm-hmm. you were talking about the vegan. And I'm assuming based on what you ordered for your, your, your coffee drink, you're not a vegan. But, no, I'm not. But, but I find... You seemed very passionate about it. I am. I'm and, super passionate about it. And actually, you know, I've, I've tried to go vegan. It's just I'm a... I'm, you enjoy croquetas. I'm a chef and I want to <laughs> experience food and all of its life. And I think it's, it's a very fun experience to go to a restaurant that can make a meal taste and look amazing without any byproducts from an animal. I, I find it a fascinating new it way is. of eating. It is. It's a feat. But yeah. on the other hand, I also respect highly where these people are coming from that are vegan because they care about, you know, the way that the cruelty out there to animals and mm-hmm. things are done about the way that the, the, the earth is being damaged. Uh, so I respect it highly and I don't see this as a trend. Like I, I refuse to do certain trends with my cooking because I think it's, I know. Like what would you consider a trend? What would you consider a trend? The South Beach diet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Would be very hard to do a cookie for a South Beach diet. It's not true. It's all about gluten. No, I don't do it for that. I do it because there's a lot of celiac. And nowadays people are starting to understand that um, what allergies are, are, are more common and why they didn't feel well growing up. They might not have noticed it. There wasn't as much like research done into it. Um, I think also through time, these things have developed right. stronger and more like, I don't know, in some ways it's just evolution. Like 
there's more celiac, I think, more than ever. Or maybe we're just realizing it now. I was going to say, really no. I think we just are recognizing <clears throat> it more now. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's important for me. I am a chef and I need to, my job is to make delicious food for the public and for the masses. My job is not to make food the way I like it and feel like it. That's not the way a chef should be thinking. Okay. A person that thinks that way, they're ignorant. They're closed-minded. Right. I, I'm not scared off by saying, oh, oh my God, I can't make something with butter. That means, you know, I'm not going to really make... If you do that, if you say that, you're copping out because you're scared of taking on a new, a new task. I literally, in the beginning of that, that whole trend, years ago, purposely worked with a company that did everything from scratch when it came to vegan because I wanted to you know, grow a really vast knowledge and background of it. I spent about a year and I got a good basis on all the key recipes that I think are important to have a, like, you know, an understanding for. So I even did Danishes from scratch with, wow. you know, uh, with, with completely vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to do a bread pudding. Pudding alone is, is something, you know, you need the eggs for. Oh, uh, yeah. Cream, yeah. you know, it's a custard that's vegan. So I learned the basis, cookies like cakes, all the things, and I practiced them over and over, and I made them several times over again. I'm talking about like six, seven, eight times sometimes okay. the same So recipe. not one time and done. Like No, I tested yeah. it for about a year, man, and it's very important for me to make the cookies and the, and the donuts taste as good. And the truth is, like, <clears throat> we have one, like, for instance, the Pop-Tart cookie that's vegan and gluten-free. Regular people come here and order that consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, they come here to get that cookie. It doesn't matter if it's vegan. They can't they even care. tell. In fact, most of the time, if I don't tell them, they don't even know. They're like, people that come and get it all the time, when I tell them, you know that's vegan, right? They're like, really? Oh, my God. I don't know that. You know, like, <laughs> and if you tell somebody, because there's that stigma that it usually tastes bad, because it usually does. Well, because uh, it's people, an afterthought. But I think when it yeah. tastes bad, it's because, to your point, it's people who either aren't taking it seriously, right? They're not, yeah. they're not feeling passionate about it. It's a or, trend to them and they just want to put it on their menu. Right. Or they're not doing it like you multiple times to make sure yeah. that they get it right. They do it once and since their mentality is already, this is going to taste like crap anyway, so eh, I don't care if it tastes good, bad, and different and, like, and throw it on the menu. There's also a very big like misconception like, because people think because it's vegan, it has to be healthy. No. It has nothing to do with that. You know, it's just still plenty of fat and sugar in there. So do not get it's still like, a cookie kids. Do not get it twisted. <laughs> and so people like when I tell them like especially dads, they're like, Oh no, I want all the fat and sugar in mine. I'm like, there's plenty of that in there, buddy. <laughs> and they're like, um so You're so not like, skimping. Yeah. So like don't just don't they're right away. But if I don't tell them here, just try this one. It's a new flavor. I want you to taste it. Sure. And I don't tell them what it is. They're like, mm, that's really good. But if I tell them, oh, I got a vegan one. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they that. shut down. They, <laughs> it, it, they shut down. Yeah. But no, I've got such a good following because they, it's a tight-knit community, like I was telling you earlier. And they will tell their friends if it's a good place. So I, I know that. As a businessman, I know there's a big community of it. I participate in Seed, the, you know, the, the, the yearly like, festival for, for vegans. And um, I, I, I'm part of, like, the Slow Vegans uh, community, like... Uh, I'm very involved, so I, I want to be the chef that they come to for desserts, you know. So I knew that, and, and we get a lot of people that come here just because of that. And we also differentiate ourselves that way. Right. You know, there's a huge other company that I won't speak of that's cookies that's rising, but they have no gluten-free or vegan on their menu. 
So we get all the people that they don't, that don't, you know, they go there and they can't eat their cookies over here. So it's good, it's good to have options. <clears throat> all right, Chef Max, dude, I mean, I, I again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to, to chat with us today. I mean, as it's again, over already. It's Come on, over we could talk already. Talk for another two hours, probably. Right? Well, I know, but we're gonna, we, then, then we're going to have to make you a mini series and then it just becomes a whole thing. Listen, let's heat up a cookie and experience it on the microphone before we go. I'm totally down for that. I'm right. totally What's up for that. What's your favorite type of flavor? So I'm a chocolate guy. All right, then try generally. our triple chocolate cookie. Oh my god! Oh you my just god! Spoke it's all of my love languages, amazing. like literally triple chocolate. It's yeah, like, uh, like I live for that. And just throw one of those in the oven for us, please. The triple chocolate. Thank you. So you got to have this one hot. Okay. So so what is in the triple chocolate? I know it's triple, but what's the triple? I'm going to be honest with you. It's actually quadruple, but triple sounds better. <laughs> You know that's true. A quadruple chocolate just—it yeah. it sounds like it's too much, or like it doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll off the no, tongue. No, yeah. So basically, the reason I call it triple is because um, we use a chocolate dough. Okay. And it's very moist. You'll see it's fudgy-like, almost like a, a cross between a cookie and a brownie. Like okay. a cookie and a brownie okay. had a baby. That's what that cookie is. Okay. I would adopt that baby. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a long adoption. You would have to no. adopt another one. No. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't. Last It'd be a long. weird adoption. Cannibalism involved. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, so listen, so then I put the best white chocolate on the planet in there. Uh, it's Opalus from Valrona, and I know that because I've tasted every single chocolate out there, and that's my favorite, and everyone that eats it. Let me tell you something. A lot of people say they hate white chocolate or they hate milk chocolate because they're tasting stuff like Nestle, right? Hershey, and that's the not mass, real chocolate. The mass It's not real stuff. chocolate at all. But when they taste the, the stuff that's actually done well, they go, holy cow, and they don't mm -hmm. even realize how much different it is. That stuff tastes like wax. Yeah. So it's anyway, so it has, it has the white way. chocolate and it has the, the best dark chocolate. And oh, the dough. my God. I and love dark the chocolate. the dough is also chocolate. So there's your triple chocolate. But the What's real the truth is What's the there's also a mini 52% chip in there. Thank you so much. Oh. Okay. Yes. You cut it up in the four? Yeah. I'm going to go do ahead that. and do that. I'm yeah. gonna, I, yeah. listeners, I'm literally video. I'm going to thank you so grab much. some... <clears throat> some vid of this happening because it's just we do. Look, we gotta, look, you got to pick that. it up and taste it look, and listen look don't I always tell people we cut the cookies in four you know why because our cookies are really soft and gooey on the inside so when you eat it from the outside you might not get that gooey soft center but we always eat our cookies from the inside out all right so I should do it like a like a that's the best way like a pie right there like right. this right there like that I'll take a little bit of time Take a little bit of time to just taste it. Don't just throw the whole thing in your mouth. All right. I, I, feel, like, really I feel like you know me, the fact that you said that. <laughs> yeah. right. It's really good ingredients. Look at this. Take a big bite. Oh, my God. That's but, insane. Right, hold on. Wanna... Take a big bite, but you know, you got to really just appreciate those ingredients. Mm. Oh, crap. Oh, God. You taste the quality of those ingredients in there. <clears throat> it's just all melting into like just yeah. one big ball of happiness in my mouth yeah. right now. Like it's unbelievable. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Dude. All right, we're gonna wrap this up because I don't want to keep you eating like an orgasm on camera. Here. Well, you know, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> it's a foodgasm. It's a foodgasm that you caused, sir. Dude, again, thank you so much. I I'm clearly enjoying the cookie. Um, can't wait for maxed out donuts to you know to open. Yeah, we got to do another and, one. And go I, listen. Don't <laughs> tempt me with a good time. But um, dude, seriously, you know one of the things we love to spotlight here is local boys do good and 
I think you are the epitome of of that. You know, you you've just gone out and like you said, you know, you didn't come from means, right? It's not I like you had settle. all this money to. I don't settle. I and hustle. you just keep going. Hustle, dude. We are all about the hustle. Like yeah. this uh, again. Thank you so much for joining us, man. And it's I, yeah, I remember. Can't wait to, remember, I'm here. Whatever you need, I'm honestly like an open door for you. Thank if, you. When you do your business, when you do it, thank I'm you. Gonna make that like amazing. Thank okay? you. We gotta get you to come out to one of the pop ups so you can taste the chicken. Just tell me when. I'm, I'm too busy to look at Instagram all the time. <laughs> I'll shoot you a Social message. Media. Yeah, 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 for sure. But um, I'll just put like a reminder, like a, one of those things that, that goes off whenever calendar you post. post. Yeah. yeah. Tell me when the next one is. I'll be there. Absolutely. All right. So now I'll I'm bring gonna, cookies. I'm, listen, I, <clears throat> I'm not telling you to, but I'm not going to tell you to. send you home to. with a big box, too. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, kids. This is the episode where I gained 72 pounds. <laughs> all right. But again, man, thank you so much. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.